Welcome to Core Connect, a first-of-its-kind podcast, bringing industry experts together for core conversations on modern manufacturing. For our debut episode, we're starting where all manufacturers should begin their journey to modernization. MCA Connect's essential solution approach, Connected Blueprint. Lori Borg, our Chief Growth Officer, and Howard Honadel, our VP of Solution Development Services, bring to light how manufacturers can turn advanced worrying into advanced thinking and planning. This is Core Connect. So good to be with you here today. Yes. Oh, thanks for being here. I feel like we get so busy in just our daily lives at work that we never have a chance to just stop and kick back and have a little conversation. So talk about the good stuff. That's right. Yeah. Talking about connected blueprint, the good stuff. Yes. I I'd love know. to talk about that. You know, um, I mean, today's climate's been pretty rough for manufacturers. You know, mm. we've all heard about the supply chain disruptions, you know, the chip shortage. That's really just a small blip in terms of everything that's happening in the supply chain. And there's a lot of people that are looking at how do we, deal with this kind of change and is this now the new normal you know yeah. this change that's happening all the time and it's got a lot of people worried so um part of the reason why we put the, the connected blueprint together was really to take that worry and turn it into a plan you know mm. and mm. Uh, churchill used to say you know turn advanced worrying into advanced thinking and planning. oh i love that and um that's really what we're doing with the connected blueprint it's yeah. a way that gives a tailored plan to a customer. It deals with the most critical items that they're actually um, concerned about. Okay. And what we do is we go through a process where we meet with the leadership team, understand what their concerns are, and the success criteria for actually the expected output of this process. Right. Understand, you know, kind of where we're at in the overall industry. And then let's go take a look at what this company's doing itself. Let's go on a gimbal walk mm. and uh, walk the process, ask questions, write down key observations, okay. and really come up with a plan that allows us to organize everything and prioritize everything we find out um, on a Kaizen pick chart. Right. And deliver that along with everything that's needed to execute a successful series of projects really for short term wins that end up providing, you know, long term value for the client. And it's really about simplifying business processes. It's about becoming resilient, which really means dealing with all this change and, and disruption. Yes. Regardless of how often it happens and how long it's happening. Um, and part of that is really making sure we understand what the impact on financials are. So okay. it's great to think through here's the kind of issues and problems we've discovered, but right. we want to understand, you know, what's the value of all these problems and what's the impact if we fix this stuff? on our financial statements. Relative to the cost of fixing it, both hard and soft. That's right. And, yeah. That's okay. right. and the so, complexity. You know, yeah. there's a number of things we got to look at. The team, how much change of are they used to? Are they in change right. fatigue? You know, right. who's available? There's a number of things that have to be put together to make a successful execution plan and to make sure that we can manage that whole process. 
So you've spent the last couple of decades really helping organizations, companies rethink supply chain strategies and processes. So you've seen a lot. Um, one of the things that you mentioned is a Gimba walk. Uh, so you go look and see. Talk to me about what a Gimba walk is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Gimba walk and the whole idea really comes from originally from the Toyota production system and kind of lean management techniques. And you may hear people who practice Six Sigma talk about Gimba walks. But essentially, uh, the gimba is, you know, the real place is what it, I think it literally translates to in, in Japanese. But basically, it's critical to understanding what actually happens in a particular business and a business process. Yeah. So, you know, if you're just staying in a, in a boardroom at a whiteboard and you're mapping out a business process, there's many things that you aren't going to see. Right. That are probably happening in real life. Right. That aren't on paper. That That's can't, right. That aren't in the black and white in front of you on a sheet. That's exactly yeah. right. And so if you have a lot of experience in terms of manufacturing and operations and, and updating those things. Right. You can quickly walk through a facility, a plant, let's say. Right. And identify 30 or 40 things that just could lead looking. to just by looking and asking questions and observing you know, you're probably going to observe where people are standing and, and waiting for things to happen right. or material is waiting for a process. So right. it's kind of sitting and waiting. There's all kinds of things to think through uh, when we're talking about the value of this process. It's really the value to the customer and understanding what that quality means in terms of any kind of business process that you're going through. Right. OK. So, so it, as it, an example. Yeah. As an example, we were talking to a client about, yeah. you know, their manufacturing process. And they mentioned that one of the things that they do is reverse logistics. They do refurbishment. Okay. And they said, you know, it's it's a key part of our business, but it's not a huge part of our business. And so this part of the conversation is happening at the boardroom. Level. This is happening at the boardroom with okay. the subject matter experts that understand the business. Right. And we went ahead and did a gimbal walk of the facility. When we okay. did that, we noticed that. 60 to 65 percent of the warehouse space was taken up by this reverse logistics process. Wow. And it was pretty uh, operationally intense. Right. And it was something that um, you wouldn't have realized unless you went out to the plant and had a significant impact in, you know, the way we were going to solve problems for them and help them with those certain problems. Wow. So and, you know, there's just so many things that you won't know unless you actually go to the place and see what's happening. And that's why it became such a, a popular way. And it's actually a, a management style. There's a number of people that have written uh, management by walking around. And, right. And instead of being in the ivory tower, you're going down to where the work's happening. Wow. You're finding out, oh, my employees, maybe, maybe we have a certain subset of employees that, you know, we had this client where the employees only understood fractions. They didn't know decimals. You know, and those are things that you may not understand if you're sitting in a in a conference room talking about a business process. So then it's really hard to be able to identify where there's gaps, redundancy, speed issues, anything that latency, anything that that we potentially would pull into then that Kaizen pick chart that you mentioned. That's right. So really That's this, right. this tool I mean, to be able to visualize and you know how much of a visual person I am. So anything yeah. that helps visualize um, talk a little bit about then, even in this example that you laid out, I presume that there was some surprise then when you bubbled that up on the opportunity chart or the Kaizen pick chart. 
Oh, absolutely. So how does that pull into that prioritization plan Yeah. um, when you then are meeting with the executive team and kind of revisiting what you identified on the floors? Yes. So a couple things. First off, you know, the executives usually have an idea of some things that are wrong. So they're going to bring a half a dozen, a dozen items to the table. Their subject matter experts are going to double that list. Okay. When they bring in an outside expert, he's going to double their list because he's going to see things that people that are, you know, in the business may not see. Right. So by the time we go through that Gimba, we have a large number of items, let's say 40, 50 items. I could imagine. Now we need a way to organize and talk through those items, right? And so the whole idea with a Kaizen, which of course is another one of these terms and it it translates as improvement. But the reason why we're, we do it visually is because we need to now understand what's the priority of these items. And we need to understand that in terms of what do they cost and the, and the financial value that we're going to get back. And we, we will line up everything in a, in a DuPont analysis. I can talk a little bit about that, Yeah. Um, but also how hard is it to do this type of an activity? And half of that question involves the people, the team that you're actually working with. Right. So then as a group, you work with the subject matter experts that understand this process or are responsible in the business. And they're the ones that decide where everything is placed on this Kaizen pick chart. Okay. You know, one of our clients, Magpul, were on the third series of Connected Blueprints because they said, we know we have a number of items, but we don't have a good process for discussing those items and prioritizing them. Right. And so... They use the Kaizen portion of the Connected Blueprint really to have those discussions with their yeah. team and decide, okay, how important are each of these activities and do they really belong in this spot? You know, and, and really, we're trying to get a number of them in the high value, easy to do category, but everything doesn't land there. Right. right. And so it shouldn't. Really- Right? And it shouldn't. Yeah. And uh, the easy ones, we call that the just do it category. Those are definitely ones we're going to do without yeah. too much effort. But the outlayers where it's it's complex, but there's a lot of value or it's right. simple, but there's a lot of value. Well, those we want to talk about, you know, where do they when should they happen and where do they fall in the priority of everything else? OK, so the now I'm I'm kind of going back to connected blueprints and yes. through the connected blueprint process, it's becoming very clear that what we're building is a blueprint for a manufacturer that's, um, right. that's all connected, not just with kind of the front end, what we saw through the walk, but then also through probably a lot of collaborative conversation with SMEs and departments mm-hmm. inside of organization Um, based on what we saw. So then taking that and turning it into something that looks kind of like an organizational blueprint on what to go do based on some financial analysis then. Right. What to do next? What to do next. So then now talk me through or bring us through what happens then when we start to uncover the um, some of the financial impact of yes. these opportunities that we've identified. Right. And and there's a couple goals when we do this, because in today's world, things are changing rather fast and people are looking for return on investments that don't take two to three years. Yes. So yes. part of the reason why we put this together is let's figure out what those quick wins are. Okay. And let's do this in an iterative type of process so we can maybe we have a vision to get to like a predictive supply chain control tower right what do you actually have to do in order to get to that realized vision 
in you know, one order, order. There's a foundation that has to yeah. be built first, right? And there's a number of things. And so the whole idea behind that connected blueprint is let's put together that plan. Okay. But that plan has to be financially viable, right? We're doing this to move the needle. We're doing this to make an impact on the profit and loss and balance sheet of the organization. So instead of beating around the bush, let's pull that right out of this analysis. Let's take all of those items. Let's do a DuPont analysis on it and understand what is the impact on the P&L and balance sheet. What do we expect to get based on our historical targets, our KPIs, whether or not we're hitting those consistently and work through a plan that uses that to really help guide and manage the execution side of any kind of plan or strategy that you put together. So we want to make sure that we understand what the measurements are, what success and good looks like, and we're going to adjust the project to make sure that we're hitting those targets that we've defined at the beginning of the of the project as being, you know, the critical success. Criteria. Right. So now it's coming very clear for me. Um, we talk a lot at MCA Connect about the importance of industry rigor or our depth yes. in industry, specifically yes. manufacturing, logistics, supply chain, distribution. That's right. And I would imagine that when we start with a gimbal walk and the high value that comes from that, um, for me to walk a floor, uh, I, my, my dad ran a manufacturing uh, company. And so I, you know, I spent a little bit of time on some of the plant floors, but certainly do not have any level of depth or expertise around being able to identify or just look around and see those 30, 40 things that someone right. like you or somebody on our broader strategic manufacturing yep. team That's would be right. able to walk in and just see. They would notice because they, they've yep. been around it. They've been doing it for decades. They've been doing it for 20, 30 years, right? So that's, so, that's the value of this right. industry lens that, that right. the team has. And then when we translate it into starting to think about do, using the DuPont method and doing some cost yep. analysis against it, right. Um, the the team has done it in manufacturing right. organizations before, not as a consultant, but as a leader of a plant manager of, or somebody right. inside of a manufacturer. So they've lived and breathed. Um, That's exactly right. About. We have a very experienced team and um, there's a separate group that just does this type of um, work. Right. And they're really good at what they do. You know, we have Shingo Award winners, of course, all the kind of advanced black belts you'd expect with Six Sigma and really lean thinking. We've our firm has actually developed a number of the lean add ons that are used with Dynamics 365. So this is stuff that we live and breathe every day. Right. And that is what allows us to really make some quick assessments. And that's why we want to go see the plant floor. Let's see it. You know, we've seen Mm -hmm. hundreds of these. How does this compare where are they doing things right? Where are they doing things that need improvement? You know, and let's quickly net it out. Right. And get to what is that custom plan for you, you know, which is what we deliver out of this, this connected blueprint that will get you to the next level, but we'll do it in a way that investments have to fund what we're actually expecting as the financial results or value that come out of each phase. So if we do this and we're smart, we can build that foundation and have it, you know, almost self-fund itself. And I, I don't want to sound a little crazy because or a lot of crazy because <laughs> self-funding is a pretty tough thing to do. Yeah. But we can build this in a way that makes sense financially. Right. So that 
we can get the foundation done. We can uh, verify that we've hit those criteria. That gives us confidence to take the next step of the build out, you know, and eventually maybe get to that place of that visionary, predictive, where people's jobs are dealing with decisions at very high levels of resolving complex issues and managing by exception. Right. And, absolutely. So I'd love to put together those kind of predictive, um, you know, uh, fourth generation industry warehouses, but they take, you can't just take a big step and do that. Yeah. You know, there's a logical way to go about it that allows your team to come up to speed that allows you to put out the cash. that makes sense to show that the investments are paying off and Just all of that kind of comes together um, under a connected blueprint print, excuse me, right. which is that execution plan, um, which is really what that's all about. Right. It's about execution. Planning without execution is useless. And, and uh, in fact, Eisenhower used to say the plan is everything or planning is everything. The plan is nothing. Look at that. I said it wrong. <laughs> planning is everything. And what he meant is, you know, spend the time. I'm talking about and putting these things together. When you have a plan, the plan is a living, breathing document. Right. You, don't, you know, stand the plan up and then we just look at it every six yeah. months and see how we're doing. Yeah. This is how we're going to we're going to use that plan to manage the projects that we've defined. And right. that's the difference. Right. Because a plan is no good if you don't understand how to execute it and how to move the needle on the financials. And like we always say, you know, what gets measured gets done. So let's make measurements. Let's make it clear to people. Let's lay this out. So everybody's aligned and agrees. And that really helps with the change management side of things that naturally gets people on board because they understand why are we doing this? You know, that's always a question because it's going to be disruptive. Hey, things have been disruptive already in the supply chain. It's about to get more disruptive because we're going to try to implement a new way of doing things. That scares people. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Change is hard. Disruption it's really is scary, scary to, a, to a team. And so you have to be able to kind of work, you know, change management isn't something that exists over here. No. You do this change management activity. It has to be integral to how you do things to bring people along so that, you know, when you get to the point of training, they're ready. They, they want to understand. They want to learn. And they aren't asking, you know, fundamental questions of, well, why did we do this? Well, I like this other. Well, you know, so. There's an effective way to bring people along, I guess. And and that's part of what we're doing when we go through this type of a process. Well, think about a blueprint of a home. Um, we've recently did a pretty big remodel and there was a, a certainly we went through a process with an architect and builder and we you know spent a lot of time and energy and, and uh, thought and money right. to build a blueprint. Right. You're not going to go through the whole plan of building out a blueprint and then just let it you know sit in a corner and never touch it again. Right. Right. Um, there are so many different types of people, roles, functions involved in bringing a house to life, having that blueprint turn into a three-dimensional thing, right? right. There's an right. incredible amount of coordination um, because there's so many dependencies throughout. So it's right. uh, a little bit similar to that, I guess. Oh, it's uh, a great analogy because you didn't do that yourself, right? You went out and yeah. got an architect. You got a professional yeah. to help you with that. Yeah, but businesses so many times are scared to do that. And so a lot of times they try to do that stuff themselves. And, um, it, you know, whether or not that's successful is dependent on a large number of variables. Gosh. And our whole goal is to, hey, let's shortcut that whole process. This is what we do as a living. Yeah. Let us help you. Um, and don't do this the first time. 
you know, it's just like all the ads where people are doing surgery on themselves, you know, like, yeah. you know, when you're going to get surgery, you're the expert, right? But a lot of times and yes. it's because you're always trying to do more with less, which is honestly why we, why we put this program together. But so it doesn't, you don't always feel like you need to have that extra help. You already know how to do things. You're a successful business. We'll just keep on incrementing on, on what we've done. But that outside expertise can give you fresh ideas. Right. It can bring uh, standards from other industries that maybe you haven't thought of, and but are actually well known and well understood. So they aren't risky, you know. And so those are the kinds of things that people that have been in 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 the business for a long time and dealing with these things can really help shortcut the time that it takes for you know the non. Uh, people that don't do this every day uh, to to try to start that type of a process. And that's what our firm is about coming in quick hit, quick wins. Let's prove our value. Mm -hmm. Then we know we have a long-term relationship with you because you'll keep bringing us back to do things. And that's a much smarter way for us to operate than just to, you know, have this big project over here and then never talk to that client again, have another project over here and then win another, you know, that's a hard way to go. So we try to be a lot more honest and put together a realistic plan and then work the plan. We're there to to make sure that what we decide together, we're going to actually accomplish. And that's yeah. a big differentiator because a lot of people will help you plan, but then they'll run away and you get somebody else to come in and actually. Oh, yeah. And that just that's that's a recipe for um, right. failure. So right. the, the customer example that you shared earlier that has brought us in you know, multiple times again and again and again, that's just continuation of kind of that initial thinking on right. what is the strategy? What are the priorities? What are the phases and how are exactly. we going to help support over, over, a, we're not talking a few months, but we're talking, a, you know, a long time partnership, a multi-year yeah. journey um, right. to modernize the way that they manufacture, the way that they engage with that's their right. clients. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, now I think it's under the microscope more than ever. And I oh, think wow. manufacturing yeah. is going to continue to be under the microscope. You know, we hear things about sustainability and then you hear manufacturers are already the first ones taking a step. Why? Well, under lean, one of the big mandates is zero waste. You know, when yeah. we do these gimbal walks, we look for the seven areas of waste. We want to eliminate all of that. If it's right. not providing customer value, why are you doing it? Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great perspective and great tie into the topic of sustainability too, which you're right is such a important conversation for all of us to be aware of and for us at MCA Connect to be having with our clients who that's right. um, are in such a space to be able to make impact on our footprint and sustainability more generally too. Yeah. And yeah. you know, zero waste has been a part of lean since the beginning. So it's uh it's bread and butter, uh, bread and butter, bread and butter. It's eating and sleeping. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's fundamental to the way that our team thinks about things. Yeah. So, um, well, so I, 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 we, I sure appreciate having had the opportunity to spend so much time with you, Howard, over the last several months on the connected blueprint, Yes. Um, yeah. thinking about it, building it, working with clients around it, learning from you and learning from the rest of the team on how we can best serve our clients using the connected right. blueprint. And gosh, it just has um, been such a great 
framework for us. And of course, every client is different. Every Kaizen pick chart is very different. Every recommendation is different. So the plans all look very different, but having that such a, such a um, great framework in place with the Gemba walk and the Kaizen pick chart and um, leveraging some of the DuPont model for some of the financial analysis is, is really powerful. Well, you know, it's the it's the bottom up piece that co- a lot of times these are done from a top down approach only. Mm, yeah. And the reason why we're working with all the subject matter experts is we want to be able to bubble that up so that it's not a net present value. It's not a you should see five percent because everybody in this industry sees five percent. It's right. we're going to change this process this much. And this is what we expect the result to be. So right. it's, it's a direct tie to how you make those improvements internally, not based on what everybody else is doing. You know, it's very specific to your business, your financials, your process. And um, I think that's why it's always unique, depending on on who we're talking to. Well, it's a lot of fun. It's it's such a privilege to get to watch them and be a part of it. And yeah. Yeah. And when you actually have successful projects that hit those numbers and things, I mean, that's yeah. real. You know, you're having a serious impact, you know. And what is incredible for me is supply chain um, oh. since COVID really has become like a household term. Oh, it's you know, awesome. My little, I know. My little kids talk about supply chain I love it. and then the supply chain crisis because right. all of us as individuals feel the impact. And That's right. of course, the supply chain and the complexity and intricacies of it have always been around. Um, right. But we, it, it, it was never perfect. under the microscope. And so you know, people that have been in the business, yeah, it, it, it you know, all the terrible things that are happening. But to be honest with you, we needed this focus. It, yeah. It's been ignored too long. Oh. And so that's kind of the good side. The other good side is there are huge <laughs> uh, improvements that can be made. I mean, it, it, there's a lot you can do in a lot of different areas. So yeah. Um, the impact that you can make by looking at the supply chain is just huge, you know. And when we talk about manufacturing, it's all in and out of the supply chain. You can't have one without the other. So that's one question uh, too, Howard, that I should ask. I know that MCA Connect has a few different lenses that we might apply when we do a connected mm-hmm. blueprint. One is a connected blueprint for supply chain. So very specifically looking at supply chain related scenarios when we're doing that's a connected right. blueprint. How's that different than a standard connected blueprint? Right. So anytime we're doing a connected blueprint, we always want to look at the end-to-end process and we want to mm-hmm. go outside of the enterprise as far as we can go, right? Right. But the reality is you got to focus your energy on what matters and what matters to the business at the moment. And um, if we're doing something like an ERP, we're going to look at everything and really mm-hmm. put together a comprehensive plan. Uh, but a lot of companies need help, you know, with my, for example, order to cash process. I just need to look at order to cash or a, a, a specific manufacturing process that they want to look at. Um, supply chain is a huge topic today because of all the problems that people have had with the supply chain. And so there's a large number of people that just want to look at the supply chain in their business and what can we do to help fix the supply chain. Okay. Anytime yeah. we're looking at those things, we always end up taking, because we're looking at the end to end, it always ends up pushing into the other areas of the business. Right. And then we just park those types of 
of problems or issues we may encounter and say, maybe we do another connected blueprint and we look at that at some future point. We some right. There. But right now, let's focus all our energy on this. Okay. So the whole idea is, and that's why we have that initial meeting with the executive or leadership team to define success criteria. Yeah. We want to be real specific about what you want us to look at. And when we find things that aren't, you know, in our scope, Maybe what do we do with those? Right. Yeah. And parking some lot customers then. are like, Hey, if you find something, bring it to us and we'll make a decision right then. Yeah. Um, and so we're flexible in that regard okay. because we're on, you know, we're, we're trying to look for where are improvements in this business based on where they are and, and the impacts. And sometimes businesses, you know, are not aware of everything that can be done. And then last question, I know that there's yep. some flavors of Connected Blueprint that are more industry centric or industry aligned because we do have experts in medical devices, for example, or That's consumer right. goods as an alternate example. That's um, right. What, how, how should we think about the value of a Connected Blueprint that is more of a very industry centric or sub industry yep. centric lens? I, I think they're even more valuable because... For us to do that kind of a connected blueprint, we bring in the industry experts for mm -hmm. that particular area. So, for example, Med Devices has a whole oh. area around compliance and FDA and things that a lot of manufacturers don't deal with that aren't in medical device. Right. And so it's a whole very industry specific skill set that you have to have really to, to get and understand those discussions. And then what are the options and and what kinds of things are doable and what kinds of things aren't doable. Right. And so um, I think when we talk about the industry specific, like uh, automotive is another one, you have to really understand the way that industry functions. What are the kind of softwares and packages and things that people deal with? What are the attitude of kind of the workers and the businesses? Yeah. Are they in a growing business or in a mature business? There's all kinds of things that we need to consider that are all specific to the industry. And so when we're doing industry specifics, those are really what we prefer to do. Yeah. And we always have our industry experts lead those those with the kind of key areas of that industry um, problems and things to make sure that we're addressing things that that make sense for what that particular industry deals with. Well, I look forward to in coming Core Connects, inviting some of our industry experts to spend yeah. a little bit of time with us on yeah. med devices and automotive and, yes. and so forth. So we'll be sure to weave those into our series. Definitely. How are yeah, those guys love to talk. They love <laughs> the thing is people that are in this, they like complex problems to solve. To solve. Like, yeah. That's what those people get off on, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times clients are, well, we're too complicated. You know, our people need things like that to, to satisfy their personal world. lives and their work yeah. life and all that kind of stuff. So when we line up with the right, you know, customers, it's really a win-win all the way around. Oh. Howard, thank you so much for taking the time to chat a bit about connecting blueprints. It's, yeah. it's so much fun to have Definitely. the privilege to work with you on it. Yeah, let's go on a gimbal walk next time. Huh? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, I'll wear flat shoes. I'll wear comfy tennis. So there you go. There you go. Plant floor and heels. <laughs> Thanks, Howard. Okay, thank you. Uh -huh.